0: I'm Aaron Schnorr. I'm a junior at Campbell University, majoring in Trust and Wealth Management and Economics. I'm from Apex, North Carolina, and this rhymes with Orange. So Kate,
1: in one or two sentences, tell me about your high school experience.
2: It was small town. It was jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of school, where the football players were in the musicals. We had a classic homecoming experience, prom experience kind of vibe. We were very country song and the feel of our high school, but we were all good friends and there was a lot of diversity.
1: We had very similar high school experiences. We did. I went to a very rural East Texas high school, um, very small. Some of our football players would take off their shoulder pads and play in the band at halftime. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, We bring up high school experiences because our guest today is Aaron Schnoor. He, did he classify himself as a junior? He yes. seemed a little confused on that. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: an, an overachieving junior. <laughs>
1: Came in with a lot of credit. So he's a junior at Campbell who still has a few more years left, but he's the vice president of the SGA. He is uh, one of the um, lead writers for the Campbell Times. He's doing a lot of things, but the reason mm-hmm. we had him on our show today was because he is a homeschooled high school graduate and... Um, I was speaking with him and another of our Campbell Times students last week, and they were talking about all the misconceptions that come with being a high school student who is homeschooled, and when they get to college, people um, react differently when they say they're homeschooled. Mm -hmm. So I wanted him to come on and talk about that, which he did, and he did a great job, but um, I came away from this interview thinking, wow, I should have been been homeschooled, but I also should have been homeschooled (laughs) by Aaron Schnorr's parents. Right.
2: (laughs) Very eloquent student and a great example of a homeschool success.
1: At one point in the interview, I do say, a, "Like a real high school," and I felt so bad for saying that because yeah. that's that's what he gets. You know, that's what yeah. it, people people who are homeschooled when they come here and they say they're treated differently. It's because of people like me that say, <laughs> "Why did you go to a real high school?" And I shouldn't I shouldn't have <laughs> taken it a step further. I shoved him after I said that. I don't know what got into me, but it just felt. Yeah. You were never
2: a bully and you had to relive <laughs> your high school experience. Yeah, but anyways. Yeah, no, I've, I've thought in my head before, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> but it depends on who your experience is. Yeah.
1: Well, he's a clear example that it works. And mm-hmm. uh, um, we hope you enjoy uh, episode 55 Yay. of Rhymes of the Orange. All right, so Aaron, thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to be on Rhymes with Orange with us. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I know you through Campbell Times, and uh, Kate knows you because she um, kind of was it. Were you a chaperone? Is chaperone is a
2: very <laughs> strong yeah. word for chaperone what I did. It City.
1: was a yeah, the trip to New York City That's last right. year. So I said,
2: okay, guys, have fun. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and do something, and I hope time. I see you tomorrow. Yeah, I loved it.
1: So we're all friends here, and and we all know each other. So we'll just get right into. Um, originally, I had uh, I was I asked you and another student with the Campbell Times to do this because the two of you brought up a really good story idea, and that was uh, the fact that both of you were homeschooled. And unfortunately, the other student cannot be on the show, but we have you here, and we're going to start today by kind of talking about homeschooling, and I think it's a fascinating subject that I know very little about, and I understand there are probably a lot of misconceptions. Um, so that's how I'm going to start this though. You come to Campbell university, you meet a new friend and they say, well, where are you from? And you say, well, I'm from, what'd you say? Apex. Apex. Yeah. Well, Where'd you go to high school? What's your answer there?
0: I just say I was homeschooled and then I get a variety of responses. Sometimes people just say, oh, that's cool. Sometimes they say, oh, does that mean you actually didn't go to school? Or sometimes they say, oh, do you have friends? <laughs> I say, actually, the last one's probably the most common. I get the, do you have friends, quite a bit. And it's changing, though. Um, people are being more receptive to homeschoolers now. But I still get those responses quite a bit. People just don't know how to react.
1: And so and I guess the, the myth or the misconception there is, so you were homeschooled, which means you woke up in the morning, you stayed home all day, you never left the house, and then, you know, I, so why do people right. think that why do they think that you're socially inadequate because you didn't go to an actual high school or i, and I don't see i'm doing it too when i say actual, <laughs> actual high, school. high school See, it's terrible <laughs> of me to say that but when you did not go to a traditional high school right. um, why do people think that your social abilities tie go hand in hand with being homeschooled
0: right well i think that definitely is a stereotype that most people think of because that's just what they see that's how it's portrayed Um, and unfortunately that is the case for some students there are some students whose parents just say well just stay at home and learn from home and they don't really get an education my parents were very different so I would go to co-ops and I actually did a lot of speech and debate in high school so I traveled all around the country going to Oklahoma, Minnesota, um, up into DC doing debate competitions and I loved that and so that was a great way to meet people and meet students but there are also many homeschool organizations in Wake County in, in North Carolina. And there's a big network um, in that area. So you do get to meet, meet a lot of people. You get to go out and you know know everybody. So I would say that the majority of homeschoolers don't actually stay at home, but there probably are some who do stay at home. And unfortunately, that's just what people think of when they think of homeschooling.
1: I'm going to pause just a second and say if you hear this alarm going off and sirens going <laughs> off, apparently there's a five-alarm fire very close to us somewhere, <laughs> and we'll we'll power through that, though. So um, I still hear it? Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> me too. Um, well, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> I hope they're okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you say network, you mean when like there's a network of other homeschool students, and do you you do these competitions together or the sports involved sometimes in that too. And so
0: really anything I did sports with a travel homeschooling team. So I played baseball with the Wake County homeschool warriors and we would go around playing against private schools or even public schools. And I did that through high school. I also swam on a homeschool swim team and I would do that during the winter. Um, and they were called the Raleigh Seahawks and it was a pretty big homeschool organization of just homeschool swimmers. But the, speech and debate league I was in was called the NCFCA. And that was the National Christian Forensics Communication Association. And that was just for homeschoolers. But I believe there are about 5,000 members in the NCFCA. So it was pretty big. It was spread all around the country. And so we would just travel around and compete against each other. And that was quite a lot of fun.
2: That sounds familiar. Um, I am not as familiar with homeschooling. I'm mm-hmm. from Ohio, and I think it's more common down here.
0: I think but so, But yeah. when
2: I moved here, uh, one of my housemates right now is homeschooled, and oh, cool. every time I bring up someone else, she knows them. I think mm-hmm. the network down here is incredible, and it's all of the brightest people I know. It really is, <laughs> and I don't know why that is, and I, I, I would love to hear your theories for that, mm-hmm. um, but it absolutely, it's definitely obvious in you that you did do speech and debate. I was right. just at the ring ceremony in our homecoming on Saturday, and I was yeah. just shocked and appalled at... How easily you gave that speech oh, with zero reference it. points. And <laughs> that's something that a lot of traditional high schoolers will never have the chance to do because right. you don't get to focus on one particular thing and mm-hmm. there are pros and cons to that. So.
0: Right. Yeah, so that's interesting that a lot of the people you think of as being bright are mm-hmm. or homeschooled. My theory behind that has a lot to do with the parents and what the parents' choices were for the kids. Both my parents um, went to public schools throughout their lives. And they both didn't have great experiences in those public schools. They just felt like they were being held back. And both my mom and dad are very smart and bright, and they always want to learn. So they're very eager to learn. And I think when they were raising kids, they decided that they wanted to have kids um, that didn't have to be held back in a public school and could learn at their own pace. And I think my parents instilled in me a love of learning and just an eagerness to learn new things. And I think you see that with a lot of homeschool families, not all, but definitely quite a lot where it starts with the parents um, wanting to instill something in their children and then raising children in that atmosphere.
1: you said uh, they're both smart people now um, were they do they both have an education background as teachers or
0: they don't actually both my parents are computer engineers actually.
1: okay and did they was your homeschool experience um, were they the primary teachers or was it mostly your mother or was it mostly your right. father or
0: it was mostly my mother through elementary school and middle school. Once I started getting into high school, I started doing more co-ops. So I would go to churches or I would go to um, people's houses. And that's when I started learning more advanced science, more advanced math, um, history. Uh, really anything that's more advanced um, that you can think of in high school, I took from people who actually had usually PhDs in that subject. Yeah. Um, and usually those people were just teaching on the side. So it was like having a private tutor for that subject.
1: They're not handing out bachelor's degrees for, for homeschooling yet. So, no, so you had to go right. to either a private or a public university with with other students. Right. Um, is is it a different transition? We uh, we did stories and interviews with first mm-hmm. generation college students um, who have very different struggles, but but there are struggles there. Is there a learning curve for adapting to a to a uh, a public place like this right. um, as a homeschool student or was there no trouble at all for that
0: I think it was easier at Campbell than it may have been at other universities because Campbell is smaller and they are focused on education and um, and just academic integrity but it was different because I was expecting that people would be more eager to learn than they are <laughs> and uh, when I came as a, as a freshman I figured that everyone would want to learn and everyone would want to be here and go to class every single day Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a great opportunity. And I found out a lot of people, a lot of students just thought that their, their parents were sending them here and they had to go to classes. They had to learn. And that was just a different mindset for me. I never really experienced that before. And I was never around people who didn't want to learn. So that was really the only shift. Um, But I think at, at Campbell, I'm raising my hand. I I probably (laughs) had
1: that. Yeah. I had that, that mindset, I think in college, but it wasn't that I felt like. I had to go to college is exactly. when I got to college, I went through a public high school um, college was a was a big uh, culture shock for mm-hmm. me, and it took me a long time to adapt to that so and I went through the public high school system and and uh so there you know that shoots down another myth there is so mm-hmm.
2: I want to backtrack a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. you have a love of learning that was instilled by your parents right. Have you ever talked to your parents about? Their decision to homeschool you, was it challenging for them? Did they feel prepared? Was it something they always wanted to do?
0: Right. It was something my mom always wanted to do. It wasn't something my dad always wanted to do. That's a big commitment. Right. I have talked to them a bit about that. And thankfully, in my family, my mom was able to be a stay-at-home mom. And my dad was able to support us. So um, that that worked out well for my family. And that's definitely not the case for many families. In many families, you know, both parents do have to work to support the kids. And... I was very blessed to be in that situation. But I think, I think my parents talked about that very early on before they even had kids. I'm the youngest of four, actually. Mm. So I have three older siblings, um, two sisters and a brother, and they all were homeschooled. And my two sisters went here to Campbell. My brother went to NC State. But I always knew I was going to be homeschooled growing yeah. up <laughs> just because my siblings were homeschooled. And there was a time where I actually did want to go to public high school because I thought it would be more fun. And, right. You know, I get to hang out with more people and have more crowds. But in high school, I was able to meet people through speech and debate and find a friend group th- through that. Um, so I didn't really miss out on the social aspects at all.
2: That was uh, my next question. Is yeah. there anything you really wish that you'd done, the public high school experience? But yeah, looking I guess, back, and I it's not really games. about where you are. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, love, I love football, and that's not something you have in homeschool sure. settings. You know, There are homeschool football leagues. I was part of one when I was really young. Um, <laughs> it was like a Mighty Might youth football league. Awesome. But that's not like a high school, you know, game day atmosphere. Yeah. So I sort of missed out on that. You know what? Oh, that's that's,
2: that's right. hit or miss. High <laughs> school right. probably won four all right. games the whole time I was oh, okay. there. It sure. wasn't worth it.
1: So was is the homeschool atmosphere more laid back, or was your mom a? We start at eight. You better be ready. You need to go, um, and then when you hit those formidable teenage years and and those attitude years <laughs> is it tough right. to uh, you know you're dealing with Take your mom there, there right? yeah, sure. you, you can have attitude with the teacher but yeah. it's different with your, with your so i mean was it was it ever challenging for you or for your mom when when mm-hmm. you're going through some of these you know i don't want to be here or, or you know I don't know the exact point of this question, but no, that's a
0: good question. Yeah, okay. I, I totally understand what you're. He's asking if you asking. love your mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I, I do love my mom, but I will say, during elementary school, it was definitely more structured. So my mom would say, you know, wake up at this time. We're going to learn this, this, and this. We're going to have you know these activities. Um, we would go on, um, you know, trips with other homeschoolers to see, you know, to to go sightseeing, basically. Um, and, and we would go to, like, museums and things like that with other homeschoolers. And that was during elementary school. During middle school, I definitely became more of that, you know, teenaged brat. And there was a point where I, I didn't really want to be at home learning from my mom. Because that just, that isn't really cool. Um, it it's not. It doesn't cool. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think I rebelled a bit. And my mom basically said, you know, well, you can either do this or you can go to public school.
2: Wow. And I was like, well, I want to go to
0: public school. And and my mom, you know, for a while she was like, okay, well, if you want to go to public school, this is what it's going to look like. And we talked about it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, maybe <laughs> I don't want to go to public <laughs> that school. sounds really awful. Yeah. Especially in
2: middle school. Yeah, in middle school. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't choose middle school. No, and yeah. then I would go
0: to I would go to church and hear all my um, friends talk about their problems at their public, public sure. middle school schools. And when my friends talked about their problems, I was like, wow, my problems aren't that bad compared to that. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I began to understand that homeschooling was a blessing and that it could be cool in a way, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then in high school, I sort of, I, I, um, I think I was a more independent learner in high school. I took many community college classes through dual enrollment. So I came into Campbell with about 34 credits. And I was able to do that at the same time that I was learning high school classes and So that was really cool, and um, my mom really didn't have to do anything for that, obviously. I was learning from actual teachers at a community college, and so that was a bit more independent. I, I really just had to do the work. Um, I think I think my parents taught me, though, that even though the work might not be fun, it is worthwhile, mm-hmm. and it is advantageous to do work and learn.
1: Well, it, I mean, it obviously, um, your parents did a great job. Uh, I can't speak for your siblings, but uh, right. you, since you've come to Campbell um all right we uh, you said this earlier before we started recording but are you classified as a junior or a senior right now so a...
0: yes that's a little bit of a tough question okay so i came in as a sophomore so i'm a senior but i i was blessed to receive the j.a campbell scholarship at campbell um, and thankfully that covers my costs here and so there's really no point in me leaving early so i'm nice. going to stay yeah. here <laughs> a having a good four time. years yeah, right yeah. exactly so i'm adding on an econ degree economics to my trust and wealth degree okay, and trying to finish that up and graduate in May of 2021.
1: So my point was though, that, uh, you know, you're, you're active in, in a lot of things here. You're vice president of the SGA. Um, you know, I know you through the Campbell times and I know you do several other things here. So it, it looks like, um, it definitely, you know, your education definitely paid off for you and prepared you for this. Um, but I did want to kind of segue into that. You get to Campbell and, uh, I'm always fascinated when we have students in here that are involved in so much, uh, mm-hmm. what, what makes a student want to be, you said you came here to learn and, right. uh, but also to get the social experience and to get involved. Mm-hmm. So what motivated you to join SGA and do all these other things that you're doing?
0: I think a lot of it was just seeking a community and trying to find a friend group. It was interesting though, how I didn't really plan out anything before I came to Campbell cause I mm-hmm. didn't really know what to expect from Campbell. Um, I had seen both my sisters do really well at Campbell, but in different fields. One was a music major, one was a a pre-PA biology major. So I didn't know much about the business school. And so when I came in, I knew, um, you know, I have a passion for writing. I love to write. So I knew I would want to join the Campbell Times. So I joined the newspaper. And then at the first meeting, I was sent to cover the SGA inductions for the upperclassmen. And so those inductions were happening in Kivett Hall. So I showed up at Kivett Hall. And I had no idea what to expect. I was wearing a shirt and and shorts. And everyone was dressed up very nicely in, in business professional suits and everything. And I felt very out of place. But I watched what was going on, and I thought, wow, this is a cool organization. It looks like a cool community, a great group of people. And so I found out that the freshman elections were happening the next week. So I campaigned, and I eventually won as freshman class president, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. But I thought, you know, I'll just try it out, see how it is. And I jumped right into that. Um, Long story short, that led into quite a few other activities, but I think a lot of it was just finding a community and wanting a friend group, and the wonderful thing about that is that the people I've found are also very eager to learn, so I talked earlier about how when I came as a freshman I found many people who weren't really eager to learn, they didn't want to be at their classes, but the groups that I found are comprised of people who want to be at classes and they do want to learn.
2: So, having had the experience that you've had, would you homeschool your kids in the future?
0: I would. I definitely would. What? I think it's a great opportunity. I would definitely try to make sure that my my kids got out of the house, sure, and got around and met people, um, and had social activities like I did. But I think I think it's something I do want to do in the future if it's possible. Well, Aaron,
1: uh good luck! I know you, so you much, uh, you're you're a very busy man, and uh, we appreciate you yeah. taking the time to meet with yeah, us today. So and uh, so, good luck with uh, with SGA and uh, your next two years here at Campbell University. Thank
0: you. All right.